What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Now, like, let's just get to it. The whole secular sacred divide. There is no distinction in, in the scriptures. Some of us have trust issues with God. And right, some right. of us, yeah, it's like, does God really got us? You can't engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you. Like, you know how people are like, oh, that's just who I am. No. no. <laughs> What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys. Listen, fam, we've got a special guest in the building today. Uh, I have been anticipating this interview, this conversation for months, almost a year, almost a year. Uh, she's got a wealth of wisdom, a phenomenal communicator. She's in seminary. She's a podcaster, preacher, teacher. Uh, soon to be author. She does it all. And we're fortunate <laughs> enough to have her in the building. We got none other than Miss Brenda Palmer with us. Welcome to the podcast, Brenda. What's up? I'm excited to be here. Ebenezer, what's popping? What's pop? Listen, we uh, had you for our live podcast show in LA <laughs> and you were just dropping gems left and right. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> I need a solo episode with her. <laughs> and so we love that. We love that. Yeah, glad to have you on. Well, hey, I've gotten the opportunity to get to know you a little bit over the last few months, but our audience might not know who you are. So can you give us a quick background context for who Brenda Palmer is? Yes. Um, so I am a preacher, a podcaster, and a producer. I am originally from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. currently reside in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Um, and man, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm the youngest of 10. Okay. Uh, I have nine siblings. I come from a blended family. So I'm, I always say like I'm the youngest of 10, but an only child because I'm the only child my parents have together. Okay. Um, uh, so pretty big family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've just really been on this journey of learning what it means to be completely dependent on the Lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In February, I walked away from my full-time job and without much of a plan, just kind of a word from God that says, will you trust me? Mm. And so I've spent the last nine months just trusting the Lord and watching him completely blow my mind and walk me into things that I could have never imagined at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I so I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I need to update you on some stuff that's going on with me. Because yes, because 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 we were in in limbo. Of in a limbo. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I I felt drawn to your story because of your utter and complete faith in the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. For you to hear His word come out on the water, and for you to get out of the boat and step out with no guarantees. I know parents were probably not happy about that. Friends probably looking mm-hmm. at you side eye. Uh, like, what? Girl, what? yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, and to live in LA, one of the most expensive cities to live in. Um, mm-hmm. can you speak to what gave you the confidence to step out and say yes to the unknown? Um, it's, it's so funny. I was literally just typing this somewhere. 
Um, but I think ultimately the confidence is in the fact that I had a word from God. Yeah. Um, and it was a confirmed word, um, but the confirmations weren't coming without me taking steps. Mm. I think sometimes we like look for confirmation and then we're like, oh. okay, God, if you confirm this, like I'm going to take the step. And it was not working like that for me. It was yeah. literally every step led to like, oh. okay, I know this is God. Yeah. Okay. I know this is God. And yeah. so I think the confidence came in like, man, if, if God is the one that's telling me to do this, then he's the one that I'm putting yeah. my trust in. And it doesn't matter who I disappoint. Ooh. I just know like, I also know that God's not going to have me out here. Like, uh, I'm not going to take a step in obedience and then be out here looking crazy. Like, yeah. girl, that was not the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I also think that comes with building equity mm. with God, right? It's like, I can't take a bold step like that with a God I don't know. Mm. And so I think the confidence comes from a relationship that's been um, built with him. It's yeah. the intimacy that's been built with him that i can trust to yeah. go out on the water because i know the person who's calling me wow you know what i'm saying like yeah. i may not know what he's calling me into yeah. but i could trust the person that's making the call Come on, and so then it's like oh that it's easy to go with you because i i know i know i don't know where it's gonna lead me but i know yeah. that you're gonna be with me so let's do it yeah i love that i love how you spoke to intimacy in your relationship with the one who is calling you um mm -hmm. because it does you know we always talk about trusting in god but trusting God is kind of like trusting a friend without any relational mm -hmm. equity, without any um, time spent. It's hard. I mean, just because he's God doesn't mean we're going to trust him. We need to have seen him work time and time again. Um, mm -hmm. We've got to look back on his track record and see his faithfulness in order to take yep. that first step. But here's the thing, though. Um, you can have that trust. You can believe that he won't have you out here, just out here. And mm -hmm. you take that first step and maybe for the first week or month or maybe a couple of months, it seems like nothing is going your way. There are voices you hear where you're wondering, did I really hear from the Lord? All right. Like once that decision mm -hmm. is made, you start to look back and wonder, all right, um, it's not happening in the timeline that I thought it was going to happen in. It's not happening in the mm -hmm. way that I thought it was going to happen. Uh, what do you do in moments like that when you're wondering if you had made the right decision? Um, full disclosure, I, I threw tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't really have expectations because I didn't know what I was going into. Yeah. I, I guess, well, I'll pull that back. My expectation was that this was probably going to be something I did for two months. Mm. I was like, okay, by the time April comes, yeah. like I'm going to have a new job. I'm yeah. going to live somewhere else. Like yeah. something's going to be solid. Like yeah. <laughs> that was my, that was my expectation. And then yeah. when I got to April and I'm like, um hello you know what's happening i threw tantrums i talked yeah. about how i didn't ask for this yeah. i don't understand like why i'm in this place and i like was really good where i was i went through like mm. all of those emotions and then i had to sit with the fact that okay like did god not do what he said he would do mm. and the mm. truth is he provided yeah i was never without anything yeah. I mean, for the most part, I had a place to live. I had food. I was able to still live like I had a job. Yeah. Um, whatever instruction he gave me or whatever vision he gave me to step into, he right. always gave provision for it. Right. So the reality is yeah. not that God didn't do what he said he was going to do. Yeah. 
The reality of this situation is not God is not being God. He actually yeah. is doing everything he said he would do. I don't like how I feel. Mm. So that's the issue. Yeah. The issue is not that God wasn't God. Yeah. It's that he actually is being God. He's just being God the way he wants to be God. And <laughs> I got an attitude because it ain't going the way I want it to go. That's right. Well, that's a personal problem. That's an issue I got to fix within myself. And it's also probably the reason I'm in this situation because God's actually trying to deal with the thing that's making me feel the way I feel. Oh, wow. Okay. We're going there. We're going there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going there. Cause I, I do think the Lord loves to expose our heart. For um, sure. When I think about how the, the our God brought the Israelites out of Egypt and then got him into the wilderness. The Bible teaches us that that was a three-day journey from Egypt to the promised land. It took him 40 years. There's a passage 40? of scripture that says that the Lord had him go through that process for 40 years to test and see what was in their hearts, what was in yeah. their heart. And so when, when they've got to eat manna all day, he's, he's testing their heart to see, will they believe God to provide uh, when he's not showing up in the timeline that he's showing that they want him to show up for, he's testing their heart to see will they still remain faithful and steadfast. And a lot of things came out of them that weren't necessarily mm -hmm. correct or right or faith filled or what have you. And so, can you speak to the importance of the waiting and how it's in the waiting where God is actually trying to do business with us? It's not necessarily about the thing He's called us to; it's about the person mm -hmm. He's calling us to be for the thing that He has called us to. No, a hundred percent. I feel like I never realized I had ego until this year. Wow. Like that is also ego to assume that you don't have <laughs> ego. <laughs> but yeah. I just feel like for the most part, like I'm always humbled by anything that God walks me into or mm. like provides me. And so I'm like, I never really thought I had an ego until I had to ask people to help me with stuff or mm. I had to rely on somebody else to show up to ensure that whatever I needed to do could be done. Yeah. And I recognized that that's the reason I had most of my attitudes was that I couldn't just make things happen. Like yeah. Brenda couldn't just do stuff. I was not in a position to do anything. I had to go wow. to everybody for, I had to go to somebody for everything. Wow. And I realized that like, oh, God's trying to make me dependent because mm. cause I'm extremely independent. I yeah. pride myself on the fact that I can handle stuff on my own. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And he's like, actually, give me that. Mm. Um, because if I don't deal with your um, need to be independent, when I walk you into this next season, you're going to try to do it without me. Wow. wow. And so I feel like I, mm. I've been consistently in this place where God's like, no, this is about you doing life with me. Yeah. So if I have to strip you of everything until wow. I'm the only thing you have, and you don't have another option but to depend on me, then that's what we gonna do. Yeah. And I feel like that's what he did. <laughs> I feel like there are things that were uncovered in my heart that would have never been, they yeah. would have just lied dormant because I never been in a situation to expose them. Yeah. yeah. And so you think that this season is because God's trying to take things from you. That is true, but yeah. he's trying to deal with the stuff that's in your heart that's going to damage the mm. next season that you go in. It's going to wow. damage the people he trusted you with. Wow. It's going to damage the opportunities because that stuff is in your heart. It's going to come up. Yeah. And so he's like, actually, let me deal with it in the wilderness yeah. so that by the time it comes time to be out with people, yeah. you ain't going to ruin it because your yeah. heart is jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And I, and I, and I feel like, especially in Christian culture, um, 
we've made uh, our careers, relationship status, you know, X mm-hmm. amount of dollars in the bank account and idle. And yep. we think that, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, as a pastor, people are always asking me, what's the will of God? What's the will of God? Uh, mm-hmm. They don't really want to know the will of God. They just want to know, is God calling me to do this job? Is he calling what me? What they to, can get out of it. What they can get out of it. And then when you read the scriptures, you realize the revealed will of God is to love your enemies, to yep. forgive those that are right, to honor your mother and father, to submit mm-hmm. to like we don't want to hear that. Like, I forget that. Like, I want to know, do I buy that car? Do I buy this car? Do I move to this city? Do I stay here? Um, but what I'm hearing as you're talking is the Lord is trying to do something in us to prepare us mm-hmm. for the car that we drive, the job that we work, the people that he's entrusted us uh, with, mm-hmm. um, which is which is so good. Why do you think today uh, we care more about the destination than the person? Um, I think because we have lost sight of why we are here on earth, Mm. (laughs) like why we exist. And I think that we've taken on society's standard of success Mm. and forgetting that like, that's when you chose to be a believer and a follower of Christ, you actually kind of gave up the pursuit of that world. Uh. You gave up the pursuit of that standard. If you actually never get a nice car or you never live in a big house or you never have all the money you want in the bank, but you deny your flesh and you choose to follow Jesus and lead people to him, you actually are the most successful you need to be for the life you chose. And so I think that we get conditioned, we get caught in the world. I live in LA, so I'm very, very, very clear about what it means to get sucked into um, society's idea of success. I have friends that work in the entertainment industry, they got money, they got houses. And it's like, man, if I lose sight, and start chasing those things the mm-hmm. actual thing that god created me to do on earth will go mm-hmm. it, it will go to the back burner because it's yeah. like well i got a car i got i got money in the bank i got a nice house yeah. i'm good and it's like did you even do the thing that you were created like the thing that you were born to do the thing yeah. that you were given life for have you actually done that thing or have you settled in success for something that will not leave this world yeah 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 yeah. because yeah. as a believer we don't live for this world that's we right. live in it, but we recognize that there's a world after it. That's and right. that is actually my pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what will happen when I get to heaven? When I have to give an account for my life and stand before Jesus and he asks me, what did he, what did I do with the life he gave me to steward? Cause it doesn't belong to me. That's right. I'll be like, well, I drove, I drove that nice little G wagon, <laughs> you know, <laughs> had a good six, a good six bedroom house. You yeah, know, my yeah. floors was heated. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that that's not why you were born right <laughs> so that's but good. i'm glad you enjoyed that now depart from me i never knew you then what are you going to do about that yeah 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 that's a bigger problem yeah it's a bigger problem that's right so i actually so um i, I gotta finish the sermon you gave last at one church la but i'll be tuning in when i see you be preaching i gotta tune in because <laughs> i'm a fan but uh, one thing that I observed from like the first five, seven minutes of that message was your sensitivity towards the work of the spirit. Uh, you just got up there and I don't know. I don't know if you were sensing the Lord move in, but like it took a minute for you to start the message. You're just being open. You were surrendering the moment. You were inviting the spirit to come in. As I'm having this yeah. conversation with you, you've shared one of the reasons why you've been able to step out in faith is because you know the one who's called you. As we're talking about mm-hmm. how do we stay focused, you know who's calling you and you know that it's better to be in his presence. It's better to do what he's called you to do than live in a six bedroom house, 
Can you can you speak to your intimate relationship with the Lord and why it is mm. essential in um, the life that we live, that greater than the platform, greater than the career, greater than our goals being achieved, to know him and to be known by him is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> A very, very, very good question. I think um, there's something we discuss in, in seminary. We call it sacred and secular. Mm. And I think the best way I can articulate it is I think so many people who are believers separate the sacred and the secular. Mm. It's yeah. like, here is my faith. Yeah. And I go to church on Sunday. I pray in the morning. Yeah. I read my Bible. And this it lives in this corner. Mm. And then the rest of my life is the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think the difference for me is that my faith is my life. Yes. Like yes. everything in my life flows from the sacred parts of my life. Yeah. And I've been conditioned to know that like, no, when I get in my car and I go shopping. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is there saying, you know, you shouldn't buy that. <laughs> now, whether or not I choose to lean in <laughs> or be like, no, nah, I got I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this one. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no compartmentalizing. Like, mm. God and my relationship with him is everything out of my life flows from that point. That's good. And so that's why it's easy to surrender in a moment where he shows up. Because I've been doing that in my everyday life. Right. So it's like, oh, I want to go hang out with my friends. I remember my friend had a birthday party and it was the day I started consecration. Mm. Well, as much as I want to go, I can't. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I cannot be in that environment. Wow. So the same way I can surrender the fact that I love my friends and I want to show up for them the way they show up for me. Yeah. Actually, this is what God's asking me to do in this moment. Yeah. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. It's also, hey, Brenda, you've been going really hard all year. Yeah. doing things for everybody else. I need these last 30 days to just be me and you. Yeah. Let's wrap it up on social media. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm in the process of writing a book and I actually need, I, I need a platform to grow. Taking yeah. 30 days off on Instagram is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, you know how long, first of all, the algorithm been tripping for the last three yeah. weeks. And so I'm like, <laughs> and you want me to just not post nothing for 30 days. All right. Yeah, yeah because that ain't important. Right. <laughs> like if I'm being called into a place of rest, then I got to surrender all the wow. things that I think are important That's and say, good. actually, whatever you want to do in this moment is important. Not just on a stage. Yes. yes. Even in my everyday life, I got yes. plans. There are things I want to do. If he says no, then okay, whatever you saying for this moment is the most important thing. And That's so right. I'm going to surrender and submit to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I respect that. I, I love this idea of taking a break and resting. My pastor and mentor used to always say that God can do more in the one day we take off than the six days that we work. Um, it's that God doesn't really need us. Right. And rest is nope. an act of faith. It says that I trust God to do what I can't, um, mm -hmm. to, and to rest mm -hmm. in him. I love that. Beautifully said, I, I, I want to switch gears here a little bit. Um, you know, as a content creator, you know, I'm constantly thinking about, um, how I want to grow the platform, how I want to, do well, succeed with the podcast, and you sit and you watch different people's stories and how they did it, and then you're like, all right, Lord, you did it like this for Tim Ross. This is how it's going to be done for me, or this is how you did it for the Perrys. This is how it's going to, and uh, the Lord, he, the Holy Spirit really kind of checked me uh, th these last mm -hmm. couple of weeks, and he reminded me, he, he brought me to the New Testament, he showed me, 
that he never does the same miracle the same way. So mm -hmm. he resurrects three bodies in the New Testament. Every single time it's different. Every time he opens the blind eye, it's different. Um, every mm -hmm. time he casts out a demon, it looks different. Um, I think he opens eyes a few times and each time looks differently. And I begin to hear the Lord say to me that, you know, we do overcome by the blood of the lamb and our, the word of our testimony. But the Lord was just kind of sharing with me, I'm way too creative to do the same thing twice. So mm -hmm. it might be the same miracle, but I'm not going to perform the same miracle the same way I did it in X person's life or that person's life. And so I kind of wanted to ask you, as you're in this journey, as you're thinking about uh, what it looks like to honor the Lord in your teaching and your preaching and your content creation and your book writing, um, how do you stay encouraged and cling to the attributes of God, the, the character of God, and not necessarily always want to uh, have him duplicate the ways he does it? Um, it's really, that's a really great question. I think, um, it's actually like a conversation I feel like I just had with God. Mm. Well, more like one he just had with me, <laughs> um, because I was like, okay, I actually started this podcast in my closet, yeah. in my studio apartment yeah. with no expectations. Yeah. Like I actually didn't expect anybody to listen to it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to be obedient. And I wanted whatever I was saying on there to touch one person. Yeah. And so when I started to um, kind of reflect on mm. this current season of the podcast that I'm in, I'm like, okay, are we chasing numbers mm -hmm. or are we chasing transformed lives? Mm -hmm. And mm. I think it was one of those things I had to sit down on and with because when you start to experience success and growth, sometimes that can become the focus when it was never the focus. It's not even right. the thing that actually grew you or brought you success. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> it's like, that's not even how I got here. So yeah. why would I be trying to do that to sustain? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so I got in this place where I'm like, no, actually I don't care. Yeah. Like, cause then, and I'm saying that cause then it's like, well, now you start thinking like, okay, whose name can I get on the podcast? Yeah. It's like, then you get the name and it's like, what the heck are you even talking about? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then it's like, I feel like there's a story. Is not, there. Yeah. This is not what the Lord wanted for this moment. Yeah. And so now I'm grieved because mm. I've spent 30 minutes of something that could have changed someone's life, saved their life, transformed it, brought them closer to Jesus all because I want views yeah. nah i just i just refuse to sacrifice a moment of encounter for popularity or just mm. to say that twenty five thousand people watched it what did they get out of it <laughs> did their lives change like yeah. did anything about them today anything change it like something they knew about jesus change yeah. today and like you know what i'm saying and so i think I feel like God really dealt with my heart on that. Like, girl, do not lose focus. Like, yeah. don't lose sight. How do we get here? What yeah. was the goal? Well, yeah. the goal was I didn't really have a goal. <laughs> I just was trying to be obedient <laughs> and just sharing my journey in a closet. Yeah. Here's what I'm currently walking through today. And so I think yeah. even with social media, it was like, I think I, I just made a post today about getting off of social media. Yeah. And some of the things God was saying is like, they do not need you. Yeah. They need me. I, I just chose to use you 
to get what they needed from me. I chose to do it through you. So you stepping away doesn't change their need for me and doesn't change the fact that I'll respond to them however I see fit. And I think it's just like a humbling thing when God asks you to rest because then you remember that none of this is about you. Yes. We're just the vessels that he decided to use. And if we keep tripping, he can go use somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I think I just, I, I'm not God. And sometimes we can take on a God complex because God's used us to encounter yeah. people, but we got to stop doing that. And so to answer your question, I just try to remain close to the why. Mm. And whenever I start to lose sight or start chasing things that do not matter, and it's like, okay, God, remind me where we started. Yeah. Remind me why we started. Yeah. And the whole purpose of life in perspective is to put the horrible moments in our lives in perspective. I want people to hear that gospel in diverse ways. And yeah. I shot podcast yesterday and I felt so mm. honored mm. <laughs> because I'm like the episodes we shot were, they were moments that we mm. got to steward. And I know people's lives will be transformed and impacted. And that's what matters. That's good. You know, I think about the story of Joshua. Mm -hmm. You know, Moses had just got done leading for 40 years. Um, he was faithful, faithful. He gave up mm -hmm. a lot of things. He trusted the Lord. Uh, I mean, Israel saw a lot of miracles happening through Moses' leadership. Moses mm -hmm. talked to God face to face. And, um, at the end of his life, you know, he passes away. And then God tells the Israelites, I want you to mourn just for a little bit of time. And then mm -hmm. the next, like the next book, Joshua 1, and it goes on to say, and then Joshua, and it's almost kind of like, wait, hold up. Like, what can we, <laughs> yeah, can we take a little bit more time just to honor the man? I mean, look at the life of faithfulness, look at his leadership, look at his heart, look at all that he accomplished. And well, the story doesn't revolve around Moses. It revolves around God. Moses plays a small part in that. And so God is looking for individuals who would attach themselves to this greater narrative, the narrative yeah. of God to accomplish his will on the earth. And that, as you're speaking, that's kind of what I'm hearing in my heart and, and the story that comes to mind. And I love how you said bringing it back to the why. I do think we live mm -hmm. in a day and age where you know, podcasting is just a thing to do. There's money in it. Oh my God. Oh it's my just God. like, yo, let's get on a mic and talk and people be. I'm like, please, Lord, just turn everybody's, <laughs> even mine, just turn all the mics off. This is just yeah. a collective mute. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I was doing some studies on podcasting and they say about like, there's about 2 million podcasts that exist. And I think like 98% of them have no more than six episodes out or something like that. Um, but it's crazy. It's just like, it's the new hot thing. I mean, 10 years ago, it was blogs. Everybody was a blogger. That was the thing to do yep. now, yep. podcasting. Can you speak to the importance? Because like, when I think about your life, you took a massive risk. This wasn't you trying to, uh, you know, make a name for yourself. This wasn't mm -hmm. you trying to clear a check. This was you hearing the Lord stepping out in faith and like there was risk attached to it. There was purpose attached to it. Um, there, there was a, there was a real sense of um, God leading you in all of this, but can you speak to why we need to really assess why we do what we do in everything? Maybe mm -hmm. it's not podcasting, but some, somebody tuning in and saying, 
hey, I want to start a, a business. Everybody's an entrepreneur in 2023, mm-hmm. 2024. That's just <laughs> the thing it is, right? But they mm-hmm. didn't grow up with that desire. They don't have gifts. They don't have skill sets that can help them <laughs> build a successful business. It's just everybody. It's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so can you speak to really getting back to that place where we can ask the Lord, hey, who am I and, and what did you have in mind? Colossians teaches us that all things were made by him and for him. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like to ask the Lord to lead our life and not just do the next hot thing? Yeah, I think um, I think it looks just like that. It's like, God, what do you mm. want to do? What, what was your original intent for yeah. my life? I think only a why can sustain you in the moments you want to give up. That's right. Like, if you do not have a why, you're going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to walk away. Because yeah. anything, like, worth having, you're going to have to work for it. And yeah. there are going to be hard times. There are going to be times where it's, like, not working. It's yeah. going to be times where you like, I'm over this. I don't want to do this no more. It's only a why that can keep me rooted in a moment where I'm like, actually, y'all can keep all of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to just go do something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, like, if you're just going with, the wave of things. First of all, the wave changes every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Podcasts were just popping for the last three to four months. You know why? Because actors were on strike and podcasts were not covered in what they could not do. Mm. So they all just started podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm so glad the strike is over so y'all can go back to acting because <laughs> this, is, this, this is not for you. It's, for real. This is not for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah art to communicate it and y'all are y'all are failing at it come on (laughs) and so i think um also you'll never be successful in something you were not called to do come on now you know what i'm saying like you just you'll just be out here shooting in the dark and i feel like god is too intentional for me to be shooting Mm. in the dark he actually has too much knowledge and understanding about what he created me to do to just be out here trying stuff when i could I, I could I could hit the mark yeah. <laughs> with him. Yeah. And so I just don't, I'm a person that don't like to waste time. And I definitely not a person that likes to work hard for something that's not going to yield results. And yeah. so um, I would prefer to have all of, as many details as he would like to share and to at least know, like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm at least headed in the right direction. Yeah. And um, you actually won't be fulfilled doing a thing you were not created to do. That's right. It's actually going to torment you Mm. and you're not going to be happy because it's like trying to use something that was, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't created to do that. It's like, it's going to bring you pain. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not, it's going to bring you discomfort. And I prefer to be used for what I was created to do because that, that comes with ease. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be like hard work. But there is an ease and a grace that I have about all of the things that I currently am doing because it's what God wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I love that. I wanna, I wanna um, bring up a moment in your journey that greatly encouraged me, and I know it was a big moment for you. But you got to speak at an event uh, with, with Sarah Jakes at the Potter's House, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and th- like. We got to process that a little bit um, in L.A., <laughs> but can you speak to, because you there was a lot of risk that you took. There was a lot of side mm-hmm. eyes that you got. There was a lot of, Lord, two months in, this is not <laughs> what I thought it was going to be. When you start actually walking in what God has for you, 
what did that feel like? Because I also, let me ask that before I ask the second part of the question. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I got, I have actually a lot of questions about this that I need to get out. I got got a (laughs) follow-up. Yeah, I think that, I I think that I'm still processing it. Mm. Like, I think if you saw, like that happened in July. I think if you saw me August or September, I would still be like, I don't, I, I don't actually know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would have never yeah. guessed, yeah. like, given my notice on January 10th of 2023, that July 22nd of 2023, I would preach at the Potter's house. Mm. So I'm, I'm a church kid. Yeah. I, I grew up in church. The Potter's house is the equivalent of Madison Square Garden. Okay. <laughs> for church it's like yeah. the holy grail it's like i don't i'm not really sure how somebody like me ends yeah. up here yeah. um and i think to be completely honest with you i think i battled a lot of things i think yeah. i battled i don't even really feel like i deserve this wow. you know what i'm saying there are people who there are people who wow. grew up and you know what i'm saying went to church and they have taken all the classes. They're a youth pastor. They're like, I'm going to pastor a church. There are people who are in their 50s and 60s who've dreamed to mm. preach and, and have led churches for years that have dreamed to preach at the Potter's House. And somebody who didn't ask for none of this, yeah. <laughs> who would prefer to be on someone's set, <laughs> let alone preaching at the Potter's House. And it's kind of like, man, God, I, I feel so undeserving. Mm. But um, no weight of a platform or a room outweighs Mm. the weight of obedience. Mm. And so even though I feel undeserving, it's like, well, God, there's something you want to do in this room and you've trusted me to be the vessel to do it. So let's do it. And, and when you, when anybody like who watches that video that knows me, you can see the switch go off because I was nervous out of my mind. (laughs) And then there's like this moment where it's just like, yeah, but I'm on assignment. Yeah. And there's this shift that happens where it's like, it's not about the room. It's not about the platform. It's not about yeah. where I am. It's about what God wants to do in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, the more we start to understand that, that like our lives are about being yeah. vessels and like God just wants to do a lot of stuff in the earth. That's why he put us here. Cause he's like, okay, I'm just searching the earth yeah. for a yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because you were willing to give me one, you mm-hmm. are deserving of this moment whatever that means to you, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of been what it is for me. I think um, Mm. reflecting on it, that and all of the other things I've been able to do this year is just kind of like, man, what if I wouldn't have said yes? Yeah. What if I would have allowed fear to keep me in a place that felt comfortable, um, that felt safe? Um, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I chose to trust God. Yeah, that's good. You know, Something I really appreciate about your story is that, like, um, whether you're in your closet and just, you know, whether one or two people tune in, I know my mm-hmm. why. I'm on assignment. When God mm-hmm. calls you to step out and it's scary and there's a, a cost associated to it, you know, you know, you're assi- you, you know why you're doing what you're doing. And then when the Lord puts you on one of the biggest stages in, in, in church right now in Christian culture, you come back to, I know my why, like I'm, I'm here mm-hmm. on assignment. 
And I just see this consistent thread of, you know, your identity, you know, your God, you know, your confidence comes from. And no matter what season that you're in, whether you're in the beginning, in the middle, or for some, you look at that and say, oh, she's arrived. The, the, the most important parts about you have not changed. They've remained the same. Mm-hmm. And it's to your point, you just want to, you want to create moments where people can experience God, that you're a vessel and that that's all mm-hmm. you, the win for you is souls, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm encouraged by that because I think sometimes, you know, success does expose what what's really in our heart. You know, sometimes I think it was Andy Minio who said success exasperates the brokenness in us. And it's, it's not until mm-hmm. we get some of the things that we want that we start to realize Oh, maybe maybe I wasn't really doing this for the Lord. Maybe I was trying to prove something to my fourth grade teacher, <laughs> you yep. know, or or maybe I was trying to trying to prove my mom what she said about me in in the eighth grade was a lie or whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. I just I just love that that was the consistent thread throughout um, these last eight, nine, ten, twelve months or what have you. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask for somebody who's tuning in and watching this podcast, who's been maybe following your journey maybe hasn't, what would be your encouragement to them? They know maybe, you know, this is the time where we get reflective and we're starting to plan and think about the upcoming year, what we want to accomplish, what we want to see happen. Um, what, what would be your encouragement for those who are seriously trying to encounter what God has for them in this upcoming year? Um, mm, I think, well, I mean, I'll just, the first thing I heard when you asked that, is um, the way up is down. Mm. I think everything that I've encountered this year, the last, I don't know, four or five years, have been fruit of my willingness to serve. And I think whenever whenever I start feeling myself, I'm like, I need to go serve. Yeah. (laughs) Where, like, where where can I go serve? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because man that's all this is like the podcast preaching on a platform whatever i get to do it's serving and i need to stay in a place Mm. that keeps that at the forefront Mm. that i'm not building a platform i'm not trying Mm. to be a celebrity i'm Mm. trying to serve (laughs) i'm trying to serve god and i'm trying to serve you what god wants to get to you Mm. and so i think that when you think about wanting to step into purpose, it's like, man, at the core is serving. (laughs) And I always say like my highest ambition is to please God. And don't think the enemy doesn't try me on that. Don't think he doesn't bring things to the forefront that would make me famous and would completely eliminate my ability to please God. Um, You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why like your why has to be so important. It's, right. it's so funny. Maybe like three, it was this, I don't know a month we're in, but back in October, um, I got an email for like a T it was like a TV opportunity was how it was presented. Yeah. So it isn't like, so obviously like I take the call cause I'm like, okay, TV would be kind of cool. Yeah. It actually aligns with like some prophetic words I've gotten, you yeah. know, over yeah. the years. So I'm like, okay, let's check it out. So I asked a friend who I know I can trust and I can trust them enough to be like, Brenda, absolutely not. 
And I can also trust that if it's something good, that they would be excited for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. that kind of, you don't need a friend who, like, wants you to be famous. Mm, mm. <laughs> or a friend that thinks you are famous. You can't yeah. take them into spaces like that. It's yeah. like, no, I need the friend who actually is unfazed by nothing. Yes, <laughs> like, who isn't good. faced by anything. And yeah. who will be like, God is not in this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so, I take the call. And ultimately, it was like for a reality TV show for a major network to help pastors find love. <laughs> and so, like, I'm listening. I'm listening to the casting producer pitch the show. And he's like, you know, most reality shows are like about drama. This one's going to be lighthearted. It's yeah. all, all going to be about comedy. Yeah. And he's like, can I record this? Because you are, like, naturally funny. I was like, yeah, you can record it. But I'm not doing this. You can record this now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And so I let him like get it off. And my friend hops on like mid-conversation. And he's completely thrown off. And she just goes, you know, like, what's the heart behind this? You know, why did you guys decide to make the show? And he tells this story that is further proves that this isn't it. Mm. And as soon as we get off the call, I'm trying to call her. She doesn't, I can't breathe. My phone's already <laughs> ringing. She's like, no. <laughs> no, it, no. This is just not it. Yeah. And it and honestly, I'm like, this is a setup. Mm. This is a setup. Mm. This is the equivalent of the Holy Spirit leading Jesus into the wilderness mm. right before his ministry is announced. Wow. To deal with the things that are in his heart. Yeah. That that let's let's deal with these things. Yeah. Let's overcome them. Yeah. Let's maintain our authority yeah. that Satan's really after. And now let's let's go do what it is that I can trust you with. Right. And so I declined it, but the very first thing I prayed was God deal with anything in my heart mm. that desired that. Mm. Because the reality is Satan can't tempt me with something outside of me. Wow. That desire came from within me. So whether it's a desire that God put there that wow. he has the ability to pervert, or if it's a perverted desire, Lord deal with it. Yeah. And I think we just have to be aware. We have wow. to not think that we've arrived. We have to not think that we're just so devoted to God that nothing would ever take us away. No, because I know that that thing is coming back again. Yeah. And it's going to come back 10 times better and sweeter and offering way more. It's going to be harder to turn it down. Mm. And so that's why we go back to why you got to have a why. Because I know that I don't exist to be famous. Mm. I don't exist to be on TV. And I'm not going to sacrifice my calling and the authority that God's given me in this city to influence and impact it because I want to be on TV. Wow. That's so dumb. Wow. Yeah. But if I'm if I don't have a clear understanding of like, all right. And so when I say the way up is down, is because mm. in that moment I didn't celebrate like, oh, they wanted me to be on TV. No, Lord, deal with my heart. Yeah. yeah. Whatever in me that considered that. Yeah. Whatever in me that wanted that or yeah. desires that, deal with it. Purify, yeah. purify the desire at yeah. the very, you know, at the very least. And so I yeah. think it's really important that like we don't chase things mm. we don't chase um position we don't chase power it's like okay god i'm really chasing you and if you see fit mm. to give me the things that i desire in my heart then i'm grateful for it mm. but like pleasing you is enough for me mm. sheesh brenda <laughs> <laughs> sheesh why you gotta do that to us <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to do it to us, fam? <laughs> hey, oh yo, God. I got a lot to chew on. That was so good. There, I mean, there was like three, four things we could just sit and process. <laughs>
Man, but like I'm hearing the book of James as you're talking, that the Satan will never tempt you with anything outside of your desires. It's it's never yeah. Jesus or God who tempts us. It's it's our own evil desires that lead us yes. astray. And for you to not only turn that opportunity down, but to lay before the Lord anything within you that would be in, yeah. be yeah, just wooed by that or yeah, man. Thank you for sharing that. That was that was profound. And uh mm-hmm. I pray that the Lord would continue to keep you in that way as he continue, continues, blesses you. For sure. I, we, could, we could be on here for another good 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour uh, easily because I, I got, Lord knows I got questions for you. <laughs> uh, but we, we won't do that to you. Um, any last thoughts that you have as we wrap up this episode and as you think about calling and the waiting and our why and, and trusting in the time of the Lord? Um, man, there is, um, when I just kind of think about how I've been sustained in this season, it's definitely been relying on first Corinthians one and nine Mm. and the amplified version really wrecks me. It's always a scripture I quote all the time, but then I came across it in this last season in the amplified and it simply says like, God is faithful. He's reliable. Mm. He's trustworthy. Mm and true to his word he can be depended on Mm. and Mm. i'm like okay (laughs) like thank you for that thank you for that and the crazy thing is i read that verse in the amplified maybe uh august i was home with my dad Mm. my dad it was journeying through um prostate cancer and i'm sitting on the couch with him he had just had surgery and i'm sitting on the couch and my tuition payment for seminary is due. Mm. And I'm not vocalizing any of my concerns, but in my heart, I'm like, God, how? Mm. You know, like, how's who's, who's going to pay this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. And I literally still set up a plan. Like, I got the money. And I go, I'm while I'm sitting there just saying this in my heart, like, God, if this is what, you're calling me to do in this season, I know you're going to provide. And randomly I get a text from a girl who says, Hey, I saw online that you're uh, going to school. Um, Is there any way, like anything I can help you with supplies, you know, like anything you might need. I'm like, well, um, I'm like going online. So I don't actually need school supplies. I'm like, but I'm paying for school out of pocket. And so, Mm. yeah, you know, like, and she's like, yeah, I recognize that things come up. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just send you something. Mm. It's the amount of money I need to pay wow. my payment. Wow. Wow. Come on. Because God is faithful to do what he said. He's reliable. Yeah. He's trustworthy. He's true to his word. He can be depended on. Mm. And I could sit here and we could talk for an hour and I can tell you the amount of times he's done just that. Yes. Over and over again. Yes. And so I feel like if you're in a journey or if you have been apprehensive to step into a journey because you're afraid, First Corinthians 1 and 9, mm. he could he be dependent on. Yeah. He's yeah. trustworthy. He's reliable. He's yeah. true to his word. Yeah. So if the journey has been introduced by way of his word, mm. that's that's light work. That's it. That's easy. Easy money. It's only waiting. And it's not on you to 
it's not easy. It's not on you to figure out how to make it all happen or come to pass or work out. Yeah. Your job is just to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And that yes is going to trigger everything you need. Mm. Mm. That's so good. Look at you not only coming with the word, but with a testimony each time. It's like you walk with the <laughs> Lord or something. <laughs> oh, it's man. Like, you, must re- you must know him. You must know him. <laughs> for real, for real. Like, y'all got a relationship or something. <laughs> no. For sure. For sure. That's, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. I know that's blessed me just even now hearing that. And I know that will continue to bless people as they tune in. Man, Brenda, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time. Uh, I knew this episode was going to be amazing <laughs> and uh, it did not disappoint. <laughs> and so thank you I for coming that. on. Thank you for having me. Yes. For sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Until next time, family, peace and grace. <laughs>